Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A desire to bring the truth to the forefront and a refusal to back down. The Roy Green Show continues. It is a project in the national interest. Uh, it means uh, thousands of good jobs uh, in Alberta, some in BC, uh, but it also means we are able to move forward on historic oceans protection and on a national plan to reduce our climate emissions and reach our uh, Paris targets. I thought the Prime Minister of Canada was going to say it also uh, would make uh, you know, changes in voting likely and possible. That's a shopping list he had there for the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And uh, here's something that, that you really need to know. I'll talk to the Premier of Saskatchewan in 10 seconds. Frank McKenna, the former Premier of New Brunswick, the deputy chairman of TD Bank, the former Canadian ambassador to the United States, has said it makes no sense for Canada to continue to sell its oil at huge discounts to the United States and world prices because it lacks the ability to get new energy infrastructure built. This is from the Calgary Herald. McKenna, who now serves as deputy chairman of the TD Bank, said work done by the financial institution indicates the price differential has cost Canada about $117 billion in the last seven years. So selling our oil to the United States, essentially solely, at the discount has cost this country, according to the TD Bank and its deputy chairman, the former Canadian ambassador to the United States, the former premier of New Brunswick, has cost this country of ours $117 billion in the past seven years. Scott Moe is the Premier of Saskatchewan. He's back with us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Premier Moe, thank you very much for taking the time. And that that's quite a mouthful from uh, Mr. McKenna. It's an alarming number, isn't it, Roy? $117 billion over seven years. That's huge. I, I would also I would also put forward it's costing us uh, more as we as we go forward, uh, you know, proportionally more each and every day. I know in the province of Saskatchewan just this year, it's costing our province two point six billion dollars uh, to our economy directly. The feder- the the provincial government two hundred ten million in royalties and taxes and other other uh, um, avenue other revenues uh, that we have from that industry. So it's a tremendous cost and a cost that we should uh, be making every effort to uh, to narrow. We've seen the Prime Minister, we've seen the, the, the Premier of Alberta speak with the Premier of British Columbia, Mr. Horgan, and out of that has come really nothing. Have you had an opportunity to speak with Mr. Horgan, and, uh, and, and if so, what did, you, what, did you, um, what did you get out of that? Yeah, I did have an opportunity to speak to speak uh, with uh, with Premier Horgan, and I appreciated the opportunity. and And I think we uh, agree to disagree on on uh, you know the approval of this pipeline. He has uh, 
you know, he has his uh, his views um, on this, and, and we have ours. And our, you know, our view is is this: it was approved by the previous provincial government in in British Columbia. It's been approved by the federal reg- regulator, and it's been approved by the federal government. So it is a it is a pipeline that should be constructed. The construction should start shortly for a number of reasons. The first reason being, uh, this is the safest way to transport this this uh, product. Uh, the second reason would be not only the jobs uh, associated in British Columbia and Alberta. Um, in the construction of it, but the employment and the added uh, benefit to our economy, which you alluded to and Mr. McKenna alluded to uh, into the future, would start to narrow that gap. We need access to other pipelines as well. But last but not least, I think, is we need to recognize and have a conversation around the sustainable nature in which we produce energy, uh, in particular in Western Canada, but in our nation, and start looking at opportunities to reduce our, our environmental footprint by by replacing energy products that are produced in other areas of the world with with Canadian energy products. That includes first in our nation, but also uh, as we have the opportunity to export our products. And we need to, if we truly want to make an impact on, you know, um, on on climate change, um, this is a way that we can make an impact and make it very quickly and benefit our economy at the same time. Do you believe the Trans-Canada Pipeline will be built and that the Prime Minister is sincere about the level of support he says he's willing to give to the pipeline? Well, the Trans Mountain Pipeline uh, should be built, and the, the, the Prime Minister and the federal government should step up and, and, and uh, provide uh, leadership on this and use every tool that they have to their avail. And I, I commend them for committing to passing legislation to reassert their their uh, jurisdiction in this area. But I've always said they, they should use every tool they have, and that includes uh, withholding infrastructure funding. And I think I mentioned the other day they've shown they'll do this in areas where they do not have jurisdiction, they should do it here. They're doing it to you? They're doing it to us uh, in the way uh, that we have not uh, signed on to the pan-Canadian framework. They've uh, said they intend to not allow us to apply to the Low Carbon Economy Fund. It would be about $64 million that we could invest in in furthering, uh, reducing our footprint and enhancing sequestration opportunities here in the province of Saskatchewan. Um, we, we've always said we're going to apply for that fund anyway. We're, we're still part of uh, this great nation of Canada, and we expect to be considered for, for uh, you know, Canadian funding and transfers to the provinces. What's your view of uh, British Columbia taking the case about whether or not they have jurisdiction over the pipeline to the B.C. Court of Appeal? Well, it concerns me when I think everybody understands this is in the federal uh, purview, it's in the federal area of responsibility, that it may be, you know, just another tactic to attempt to delay or destabilize the investment climate around what is a very safe, a very efficient uh, way to get our products to market. And, and I would put forward even, uh, you know, a, a net benefit to our economy and, and the world uh, the world emissions uh, uh, standpoint is, I say, I say we need to continue to talk about replacing energy from other areas of the world with ours. You know, uh, we were talking earlier about the, uh, I discovered this uh, during the weekend. I couldn't believe the number at first. In 2015, 650,000 barrels of oil from Middle Eastern nation and, and the United States came into uh, Eastern Canadian refineries every single day of the year. And nobody raises a peep of of, uh, of objection to it. That's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, and, and clearly, if you're going to have environmental concerns in the West, you better have similar environmental concerns in the, in, in the East and in, uh, in, in, in Quebec. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. That's a huge number, 650,000 barrels a day. It's a huge number. It's a huge loss to our Canadian economy. And uh, I, would, I would go further to say it's, it's actually detrimental to, you, you know, the global effort around climate change. We, we, have, 
We have uh, a great industry here. In particular, I'll speak to the one in Saskatchewan and Western Canada, our energy industry. When you look at the impact and the environmental suite of regulations that we operate under, um, whether it be the impact to our water, to our soil, to our land, or to, or to our uh, or to our uh, with our emissions and where we're going over the next number of years, we should most certainly be aggressively marketing marketing these products around the world and replacing products in other areas because of because of the the financial impact that we can have on the Canadian economy, but also because it's the right thing to do from an environmental perspective. Are we headed for a national unity crisis potentially? Well, I, 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 I truly hope that we, we will be able as leaders across this nation to work our way, uh, you know, through some of these discussions, whether it be about access to our ports and our markets ultimately. Uh, this, is the whole, this is the basis of how our nation uh, was formed and, uh, and continues to function, um, as well as uh, the, uh, you know, the imposition of what we have with the federal government that is overstepping its bounds, uh, as it seems, and, and we'll, we'll get a ruling on this in the next number of months with respect to uh, imposing, uh, you know, differential carbon pricing or tax system across the nation of Canada. And we'll find our way through that. I, I think it's up to us as leaders across the nation to have those sometimes tough uh, discussions. And, uh, and But we will find our way through this, and we, we just need to, I think, ensure that we keep top of mind, um, you know, a strong Canadian economy, what's best for Canadians uh, across from coast to coast to coast. And, uh, you know, all of us do what we can can to contribute to that conversation, but to uh, contribute it to it in a, in a more fulsome manner, uh, you know, looking at it from a global perspective. And I, I think the, the construction of this pipeline is an important piece that the federal government needs to use their tools that they have. They also need to come up with a plan ensuring how, how this pipeline can actually physically be built on the ground. All right, Premier Monroe, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Roy. I apologize for the uh, being a little bit late. Oh, no, just It's time zones. They're designed to confuse all of us. I was thinking as I was uh, waiting to come on the call, if we can work our way through this uh, pipeline conversation and this carbon taxation conversation, I, it may be a bridge too far to uh, have a conversation about the, uh, the, pa- the path of the sun, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you again for the time. All the best. Take care, Roy. Premier Scott Moe from Saskatchewan on the Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. When we come back, it's Scott Newark.